0: And then we're gonna do one, two, three, clap. You ready? Well, not like the right this second. One, two, three. three. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to episode 108 of Nintendo Talk. I am Bobby the Nintendo Guru, joined by the most handsome man in all the land, Mr. Patrick McNamara, Nintendo Talk himself. What's up, Pat? What is up, guys? <laughs> stealth
1: drop. We stealth dropped that on you, but now you know about it, so you're good.
0: Yeah, now we're now we're all we're all everybody should be on the same page. Exactly. Everybody should be happy.
1: I do want to say thank you to everyone who like was so welcoming. I know like this is one oh eight. Like that's that's a long way to go and yeah. then to just drop a new host. So yeah. And Toby was cool about it. So yeah, very dude, cool.
0: Everybody everybody likes you, Pat. It's it's not, you know, <laughs> it's not a thing where you have to feel like, you know. And and the truth of the matter is, is like this particular show, um it wasn't like it was mine and toby's show like this particular Yeah, it started the,
1: off the live thing. it started off with
0: live and toby and i were doing other shows together and then we brought into this one and then when i went to him before i brought you in and i told him the idea and such he was just like that's fine dude he was just like if i do something i'll do something different with you anyway i don't think yeah i don't think because i felt like he felt kind of alien to coming into this already with a pre-existing thing um yeah so we'll see how it goes, but dude, it was it was a lot of fun last week, and hopefully this week we'll have some more stuff. Um, in case you missed it, there were some breakout clips that went up on Pat's channel, which mm-hmm. was I loved. I thought they they actually turned out really well, and and everything worked out well. Um, and then we're gonna have uh, the full show on Wednesdays over here on uh, NintendoGuru.com dot com and available on. Forever podcasts from available, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. But, uh, but, but, Pat, it's uh, it's time we kick this episode off like we do each and every episode with our geek outs.
1: Geek outs. So <laughs> I have two today. I have um, first one. I posted a video yesterday about Star Wars pinball, mm-hmm. dude. I'm loving that game. It's it was only so GameStop has like deals of the day. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about this. But in store for that day, it was $13 brand new for a cartridge.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Star Wars Pinball, there's 19 uh, available boards, Mm -hmm. and they span Mm -hmm. through, like, a bunch of the movies. There's, like, a Rogue One board. There's even, like, Last Jedi, so it's pretty, like, updated. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my first one. I've been having a lot of fun with that. also, I bought the Pokemon Sword and Shield Strategy Guide. Oh,
0: good lord.
1: How did you
0: buy that? Did you even buy the game?
1: Yeah, I beat it.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure. So now I'm
1: like I'm like hunting for all the Pokemon, doing raids. That's kind of my life right now. Raids are fun. Yeah. And then holy crap, I, I randomly decided to go on Fortnite. <laughs> and yeah, that's been my last three days. So <laughs> dude, it's so fun. And actually I haven't played it for a while. I went on there and it's it runs a little better now. Like they definitely I think it,
0: I think it runs a lot better on Switch. Yeah, a lot better on Switch. Like you can literally see people far away now. Yeah, and you can hit them far away where before you could see them like far away, but you could never shoot them. That yeah, far. you
1: had to wait a little bit.
0: Yeah, but on PS4 and Xbox One, they could be a distance and you could light them up from a distance. so yeah. it does. It, it man, it since Chapter Two, it runs and play. But to be fair, so let's let's be fair a little bit here too. Chapter 2 is an absolutely stripped-down version of the game. Yeah. It did away with most of the weapons, most of the areas. I feel like when Nintendo stepped into Fortnite, um, there was so much stuff already there. Yeah. So I think as we move forward and we progress, I think that's when it's going to get to be bogged down a little
1: bit. It's definitely fun. There's a lot different... Uh, the only thing is there's not as many, like, ways of transportation. Like, they got a, rid of a lot of, like, cars and – oops. you got rid of, like, cars and stuff like that. So now there's only a boat that you yeah. can go in. Yeah,
0: but. Boat, the boat's the only thing. I think they're going to do uh, – there's a – I don't know if you saw. There's a racetrack with lawnmowers. I'm mm. wondering if that's going to actually open up to be something at some point. Um, yeah. It's fun, yeah. dude. And we got a couple Victor Royales yesterday when we played
1: yes dude good stuff lightsabers Uh, like (laughs) it's so awesome
0: i love it it, it's uh so when i was yesterday i was streaming and we were playing and i'm i'm i dressed as kylo ren because i bought the kylo ren skin and i get this like i get the kylo ren lightsaber and like i don't think you were listening to stream at that time i don't think i was um but like i'm like telling you like back down i got this and i'm like running <laughs> across the map. <laughs> i would see one person shooting from like a mile away and i just start charging them like yeah just blocking their shots get up light them up and kill them and then like so the one match would have like eight nine kills Yep, and it was just it was so much fun dude i love playing that game that game is so much fun the star wars stuff just really and there's so many yeah. people playing it now because of star wars stuff mm-hmm. it's really really cool um Myself, I am geeking out about this little, uh, little known game called Dauntless. Dude, I seen you playing it. Oh my god, dude! The hooks are in deep, like deep. It's it's Monster Hunter Light. It's yep. It's Monster Hunter Fortnite edition. So it's made by the same developer. It's made by Epic. Um, oh okay. They have like a hunt pass, which is just like the battle pass. Um, but you. Go I'm really with-
1: surprised Joe isn't into that.
0: Is he into it at all? Because he's into Monster Hunter and he's being like snobby. He's being up like you know what I mean? Like you know, he's being that guy. I um, see. Yeah, it's real it's real BS, honestly. Uh <laughs> but for me I've been playing it and the first night I played with Joel Brooks and Tony Baker, um, for Quest from Quiz from Quest for Pixels. Yes. Um and I was playing with those guys and they were kind of teaching me what to do. And then, in the middle of them teaching me, apparently a bunch of people that play Dauntless are showing up to the stream. Oh, nice! And then they started jumping into the matches, and they're like, you know, pros. Yeah, they're pro. <laughs> but it's nice because the the learning curve has been so quick for me yep. compared to Monster Hunter. Like Monster Hunter, dude, I'd still be sitting there going, like, what the hell do I do? What do I need? Where do That's I good. go? How does this work? And this is just like. You jump in, you just go track down this, this monster, mm-hmm. wipe it out, good, good to go. And then when you come out, you get, like, all this stuff, and then you take it and you can use it to, like, build your gear, up your gear and do stuff. So I, for me personally, I've been loving it. It's, it's so, I wish the character designs were a little better. Yeah. They, they feel real weak. Now, I don't know if it's because I played on the Switch or not. Uh, but they feel real weak.
1: Of the monsters or the players themselves? Of
0: the players themselves. Okay. Like your avatar. When you start putting on gear, you think that like, you're putting on this thing, it's going to make you look badass. Oh, it's just stats? It's No, it's just, no, it it does, it puts the gear on, but the gear just looks like crap. It oh. just doesn't look good. I um, see. You know, with Monster Hunter, like, you put the gear on and the gear looks like some awesome stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We got a couple of news stories that I want to jump into real quickly. We're going to hit these, and then we're going to kind of, like, move on. Uh, The first one is, comes from Nintendo Life, and apparently a U.S. importer has been arrested for manufacturing counterfeit Mario and Pokemon toys. Uh, When you kind of get into the story, it, it, it changes a little bit, and it's basically, like, it's talking about how it's basically an importer who was bringing in fake stuff, but they—I mean—they've done stuff as far as like fake amiibo and uh, wow. and all this stuff, and uh, so they've been charged with manufacture manufacturing and possessing more than one point four million dollars in counterfeit goods. Uh, the two Nintendo franchises, which I said was uh, Mario and uh and Pokemon, but they also got nailed for Hello Kitty, Angry Birds, Le- and uh Lega Ninjago. N- n-
1: Ninjago, uh, yeah.
0: Ninjago. So it's all this crazy stuff. The man in question is Juan PO, um and it's Juan, it's like w a n p i a o uh who's been charged with seven felony accounts of counterfeit Jesus. offenses, including an allegation of taking more than five hundred thousand dollars through fraud and embezzlement, he yeah you know, he's a class, you know, stand up <laughs> classy guy you know, but he's in trouble, man. He's in he's in he's facing up to twelve years in jail uh, for this, which kind of blows me away. Because here is this guy that has like one point he's stealing, doing all this stuff, and and Aunt Becky's looking at forty years just for Senator kid <laughs> to college.
1: Like come on, man. Aunt this... Becky's innocent, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one thing I do know about Nintendo: yes, they do make these cuddly, friendly games. But as soon as you start taking money from them, Uh, they come down on you like crazy. It's
0: it's lights out.
1: I don't know if you saw; it's like all over Twitter now. There's like a counterfeit like Switch out there. It looks exactly like a Switch. I should tag you later on, but it it literally looks like a Switch. The box looks like a Switch, except like on the box it says like over 300 games. I don't know if it's like one of those like 301. Like, you know how they did the NES Classic and they just put a bunch of games on it? I think it's something like that. Yeah. But that's out in the news too now. And it's like, these companies, yeah, they'll make a little bit of money, but they're going to jail.
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're in some serious trouble. The other story I can't really get to open up right away. So I'm going to jump on my phone real quick so that way I can have it. Um, but it's, uh, it's basically saying that The PS5 and the Xbox Series X, beware, the Switch has a secret up its sleeve. And um, that's more or less basically to the point where they're saying that, like, Nintendo is going to be okay when everything is said and done. Um, It's... Hold on a second. I lost my... Okay, it's still recording. Okay. Um, It... Essentially, the story comes... It's a it's a British uh, paper called Express. And it says, Nintendo may not be as powerful as the PS5 and Xbox 2, they're calling it here, uh, but it struck a chord with video game fans everywhere. Sony and Microsoft are gearing up to launch the ultra-powerful next-gen systems. But Nintendo has a trick up its sleeve, and that is its indie games. Um, mm. Essentially, what they're saying is, that because Nintendo has a strong indie lineup, that even though these other consoles are going to kind of move on and move away, Nintendo has such a massive, like, library that there's so much stuff for people to play that people will continue to support the Switch moving forward. I don't yep. know how you think or feel about that. Because, I mean, the the Xbox Series X is probably going to be a pricey alternative to what the Xbox One S is and the Xbox mm-hmm. One X um and then the PS5 we know is probably going to be more pricier than the other ones. I think we're in, in in PS3 Xbox 360 territory with those ones honestly. What I mean what's yeah. your what's your belief? What's your take? Um
1: <clears throat> well first of all I did tag you in that thing on Twitter, but okay. The the uh, what you're saying is like indies are going to save the Switch We've been saying for a couple years now that we consider indie games like third-party games for Nintendo. Uh, The thing about it is I have an Xbox, I had a PS4, and honestly, a lot of the indies that are on the Switch are on these consoles, with a few exceptions like Golf Story and stuff like that. I think that Nintendo is going to have to have a better initiative to reward indie companies and actually clean up the eShop so that there is incentive for indie companies to maybe go exclusive with the switch. Cause yeah. that's clearly where the audience is. We've seen like the messenger shovel Knight, all do the best on the switch. So, uh, I kind of agree with it, but at the same time, like most of the indie offerings are on the other consoles.
0: Well, yes, but they always come. They usually come to switch first or yes. day and yep. date on the other ones. Uh, where third parties Nintendo struggles because the third parties won't bring stuff day and date typically because they got to do more work to it on the Switch than the other versions. Like Doom was it Doom Eternal the next one? Yeah, uh, that won't be on the Switch day and date. It's definitely coming to Switch, but it won't be day and date. So I think I think Nintendo is in an okay position when you look at it. Um, they just announced this week they have twenty five hundred games that are hitting the Switch. And well, with that with that being said, like that many games um and that's only year 3. I think it bodes well for Nintendo. I think that if as long as the indie teams continue to support and not just indie games, the quality indie games. Yeah. You know, you look at a game like uh you know, Steamworld Quest. That launches day 1 Switch. The other companies don't get it right away. Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, like yes, it went everywhere, but Treasure Trove went to the Switch first and Treasure Trove actually sold better than all these other companies. And Mm -hmm. Shovel Knight itself has sold better than Switch. And it wasn't like it was brand new. It was an older game. So I think that there's something about the Switch and about indie games that it just makes it very convenient. I think it's easier to port the games over number one. And I think that the fact that it has a huge install base coming out the gates it helps that's the one thing that these other companies have it's going to take a couple years before the third parties and first parties can start producing quality games out the gate nintendo was in a a good position where they had a bunch of first party games ready to go and then indie developers were right there bringing all their stuff over and then the third party started to come in so i think they could be safe but it's going to be it's going to be questionable Honestly, the only
1: thing that scares me is that you look at the current eShop, and I think more than ever before, you're starting to see games that come out like a month ago start having like fifty percent, sixty percent off things. And I don't, I don't know. I was actually going to bring this up in another topic, but like, seems like the market is all screwed up, and it starts with these like. Freaking like free 99 cent e shop games that get all the attention, and then you know, actual good games they want a piece of that too, so they're willing to take some of their profit off. It, it just seems like a really bad market right now.
0: Well, okay, so I could tell you this because I worked for a TUI for six months, right? They and had the, deep
1: discounts too,
0: yeah, man. It, and the one thing that I learned from working with Jules was. Um, I don't know, I'm not going to really get into specific numbers because I don't really know specific numbers, so I'm going to give roundabout numbers and hypothetical numbers just to give, to make the analogy easy. But when, an example, Mutant Muds uh, collection launches day one on the Switch, uh, it, you know, it's it's hard to find, it's buried, people don't yep. see it. And that game, let's just say that game sold like 4,000 copies, Right okay it's not great it's not huge. that was
1: what 9.99 when it yeah, came it was, out
0: yeah it was well it was 15.99 unless you um, pre-ordered it and then you got it cheaper. yeah that's right that's so right. but then months go by and jules does his first sale where he does like i think the first one was like 60 percent off or 70 percent off which is a deep cut for a game like that he sold <laughs> triple the amount of games at that sale than he did in the original so he yeah. made more money, more money by cutting the price down on sale because it had nothing to do with the game was bad or anything. It just had to do with it had exposure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People were able to see this game and then people go like, and then you have the word of mouth because someone buys a game for five bucks and it's a really good game. And then it just gets out there and spreads. Every single time that we would put a game on sale, um, it would chart in the top in the top sales games. And and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of games that are being sold on at a, at a discount at that time. But Jules just noticed that he saw huge numbers coming in every time he put these games on sale just because of the placement in the eShop because the overall placement in the eShop is garbage. But when you go yeah. on sale, you you run the risk of like getting better view.
1: So pretty much he was willing to sell 50,000 copies at 99 cents rather than like 2,000 at full price, which yeah. kind of, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Money
0: wise, you're, you're doing, it's selling itself essentially. Yeah. You know, but the problem is, is like what happens for brand new games and it starts to create this, this crazy, because there's games like you buy, like I just bought a ditto today. Yep. It's like a top down Zelda type game, right? Um, 50% off. I got it for seven bucks. Right. Yeah. Now, I was going to buy it regardless just because I had heard about it and I went to go buy it and then it would happen to be on sale. But it's like I would have bought it at fifteen bucks just because of yeah. people telling me about it. But it it's Nintendo needs to and we've talked about it before, you've said it before I know that they need to overhaul the eShop. Yeah. And they need it in a big bad way. And they need to help developers in those aspects. Um all right, so we have a few topics for today. Do you want to do – let's do – you have two. I have one. Okay. Because I'm going to use both yours from from this week. So let's do your first topic. Then we'll do mine. Then we'll do yours. The your name? The name one? The name one, the name one first. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Yeah, so a uh, few people were talking about this. A couple feelings might have been hurt. But uh, the new Xbox One Series X was just announced. <laughs> and that is the newest Xbox console. It looks like a powerhouse. We don't know much about it, but it looks like PC level. It even looks like a computer tower. Uh, and I wanted to bring up this topic here: Does the Xbox One Series X have a Wii U problem? Which basically uh, is the name going to hurt this console in any way? I don't think you know anything could do like what the Wii U did. But my question to you is: Like, does this have a name problem? You know, for us gamers, we know obviously about everything about this console already. But, you know, a mom going in for Christmas or next Christmas or whatever saying, I want the newest Xbox when there's like Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. Like there's a lot of skews. So I don't know how you feel about this.
0: So I worked at Best Buy when the PS2 was launched. And I'm pretty confident to say that if there's ever issues like this, has to do everything with the with the retailer and nothing to do with Xbox. I, I've read a lot of stuff, and I feel like Xbox is in the Wii U type problem because people are just creating false confusion. Yeah, you're trying to go, well, when Mom and Pop goes to the store to buy for little Jimmy, they're not going to be able to tell to explain, please. If the kid – if the parent goes in there and goes, I want to get my kid a new Xbox, right, it's no different than the Xbox One to the Xbox – or from the 360 to the Xbox One. Like, it was always one of these weird confusion things.
1: Because you got this new generation, but you also have three SKUs of the last generation. Yeah. Which, like, the Xbox One X isn't that old. That's, like, two years old.
0: Yeah, but – okay, so if, if, if I tell my mom I want the new Xbox – Right, and I know that there's additional ones out there. Would you tell your mom, "Hey, mom, I want the new Xbox," or would you write down the name and say, "Go into the store and just show them this"?
1: I think all of the X's are going to be the confusion you X, be. You be, because you have one X, you X series.
0: Okay, so if I went into if you're if you're a worker, right, yep. and I woke up to you, Pat, and I said, "Hey, my kid." I'm, let's role play a little bit, right? So I walk into, to GameStop, you're working GameStop. And I said, yep. Hey man, my kid really wants this new Xbox. Uh, I don't know what it's, it's Xbox S or Xbox X. something. I don't know. It's a new thing.
1: What yeah. are you going
0: to sell me? I'm, I'm going to try and upsell you the newest one. You're not, you're good. Well, I mean, you're going to, but you're going to say like he wants the new one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is the new one. This yeah. is the new, like, as the worker, the employee, you know what the new one is. <clears throat> this false narrative that people are playing, where they're acting like, "Oh well, they're not going to know." That's the salesperson's job. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, when it, when something launches at Christmas time, it's hard to get anyway. Yeah, it's not really easy to get when it walks in because it usually sells pretty good year one. So it's Best Buy. It's not going to be just laying on the shelves. Unless it's if it's laying on the shelves, they got a bigger problem than than it is. Yeah. Um, but when you walk in, it's not usually when you have stuff like that. I know from from working at Best Buy, like when you when they had like big stuff, they put it behind the customer service counter. Yeah, so you'd have to go in and ask for it because um, they don't want I, it just laying on the shelves because they I want mean, to try I, to sell you a bunch of other stuff with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly like I bring this up for conversation purposes more than anything. <laughs> I do think that there is going to be a little problem initially. I think that Microsoft right now has to get rid of all their stock of like the, especially the 1S, because then you start getting like, well, what's the 1S? Can it play Xbox 1X games? No, no, yeah, you can play. That's kind of where it gets confusing. I think though, if a kid wants like, I mean, clearly they look different and there's going to be a massive price difference. I just think that. And I personally think that the Xbox One X series is going to be like they're going to have a lower one within that series. That's mm-hmm. why they're calling it series. Yeah. So I think the the rest of the stock once that goes, it's going to be fine. But it it looks similar. The knee there's too many X's. Games are every game plays on everything now, so that's even more. So well, that's the I've thing. I think seen,
0: the I think the Xbox big scale really doesn't give a damn what they sell of this thing.
1: That's true. They're selling
0: yep. they're selling Game Pass. That's yeah. they are now. They have moved into the Windows type generation of video games where they don't care about the rest. They are selling Game Pass, and that's where their bread and butter and their money is. They're yeah. a service game company, um, and they're looking to, to to X Cloud. Honestly, I think so. I just think that. Listen, I lived during the Wii U era. You lived during the Wii U era. I remember when I think first got announced. I remember. Uh, listen to uh adam Adam Sessler or whatever sitting there trying to argue with reggie that it's a peripheral like the guy just told you it's a new console shut up like you're going to continue these fake narratives because you just want to act cool you want to act edgy you want to slam dunk on the company on twitter like because that's all twitter is anywhere it's just a toxic cesspool of slam dunking on people and that's that's essentially what it is but i think in the real world when the parents walk into the store and they tell them what they want, they're gonna get what they want. It's not gonna be let me ask decision.
1: you. Let me ask you one question. Go ahead. Would Nintendo ever <laughs> would Nintendo ever make this mistake again with names? Yes, they will. You think they would? Yes. You think their next console would be Nintendo Switch S?
0: Uh, I think that you're gonna get probably like the new Nintendo Switch.
1: Uh, as no, no, I'm talking about the next console leap.
0: Oh, the next console leap. Well, I, who knows?
1: It's going to call be it. called like the Nintendo Mushroom. No, I power. think I think that Nintendo.
0: <laughs> I think that Nintendo has kind of learned a little bit of a lesson of like not unless you specifically name it. Like, I, I think that Nintendo's only issue was calling it the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, was, okay, let's back it up. That wasn't the only issue with that console, uh, but that was the starting point of the problem. If they would have said Wii Two. I think it would have been probably better. Um, and I think that's what people are getting at here. Like they, they thought that it should have been called like Xbox 2. or And that yeah. might have been the answer. If they just would have said like Xbox 2X, yeah. it probably would have been fine. But I understand what they're trying to do. They're looking long term. And I think what they're trying to do is go, this is the Xbox Series X. And then yeah. they're going to do the lesser versions that might be like Xbox Series R or Xbox Series H or yeah. they might try to do all these different models, which is basically what other companies tend to do. Yeah. Um,
1: so I think there's a problem, not a Wii U problem, not that extreme. Plus, the marketing is going to be way better on this one. So
0: You would hope so, right? Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, ultimately. Um, okay. So my topic is because we're, we're this thing's going to launch this is actually the full version is actually launching christmas morning Um, oh wow yeah so it's kind of this kind of fits in right so what are some of your most memorable nintendo christmas moments little pat wakes up runs down to the christmas tree (laughs) Uh, i hate the picture patrick
1: well i told this one before the the wii back in 06 when it first came out you make my sense. mom, my mom duped me. She, she said I wasn't getting it. And then she like, my, my brother was dating this girl at the time who worked at Walmart. Oh Some God. poor sap returned it. And then we drove there. That was the only Chris, that was the only Christmas I knew what I was getting. But yeah, I mean, you remember that time, like the, we getting it yeah. launch year, like was impossible. Like I remember when I first got it, there was friends of mine who wanted it and like they literally had to wait till like spring to get it again. I it didn't was get nuts. Took
0: two years to get it. Here's yeah. to get it. And I had to buy it off eBay for $500. Jesus, yeah, Christ. it was no joke, man. It was it was serious. Um that's that's kind of cool though. That So you, okay, so your mom, so you knew you were getting cuz you all drove to Walmart to get it?
1: Yeah, like I literally went with her, my brother, uh, but it was like, it was something that I had some weird obsession over. Like, I, I feel like motion control for me was like the next leap. Like, I thought this was it. Yeah. Everyone, people at that time were talking about VR, to be honest, but it wasn't like what we have today. Yeah. Um, so, motion control, I remember seeing videos of like Wii bowling, and like, I was obsessed with this. I would literally be on YouTube watching just gameplay. Like, everyone was pumped about it. And yeah, to just go there and, and just to see it in the background, like there, were, I heard people asking about it, like, can I get that? It was nuts back then, man. Uh, I don't know. Are we ever going to get a Nintendo console with that much hype? That was a lot.
0: I think the Switch would have had that kind of hype if it was launched at Holiday. Yeah. Because um, the Switch had a hell of a lot of hype, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, but it's also, the, tr- the fact of the matter is, is you're also older, so yeah. the odds are you won't get that moment again. That's um, true. For me, it was the Super Nintendo, and so I wanted it for Christmas so badly, and my mom and dad had this belief system of, if the thing isn't backwards compatible, we don't want to get it, (laughs) because it took me forever to convince them to get me an, an NES. Like we had the Atari 2600 and all kinds of games. And they were just like, no, you got, you got all these games, you know? So I literally started begging my mom like months beforehand. Like, Mom, the <laughs> Super Nintendo's coming out. You got to get it for me. It's going to be hard to get. If you can get it, you got to get it now. Like, I'm pumping her up, right? Yeah. And then she's like, I, you know the rules. Like, it's, it's a brand new system. You have all these Nintendo games. I'm like, Mom, come with me. So we walked to my brother's room. And I open the door. And I go, do you see this atrocity that's taking place here? I'm like, he's got stuff all over the place. He's like, like a bomb walked, went in the bedroom, right? And I will walk into mine. I go, now look at me. <clears throat> Here's my TV. Here's my, <laughs> my Nintendo. It's all pristine. I'm telling you, I'm going to play these games as well as the Super Nintendo games. Please get me a Super Nintendo. And uh, But Christmas morning, I, I got... I opened up my presents and there was a Super Nintendo. Lost my mind. I was. And this was the year it launched? This is the year it launched. Oh, man. And I was like super happy. My cousin didn't get it, but me and my cousin played video games all the time together. So yeah. we, were on, we were on Christmas break because we were in school. And I remember him coming down to my house and, uh, and it was cold and snowy. And my brother went someplace. My brother went away. I don't know where he went. And I literally, me and my cousin spent the weekend because he just slept over every night. Yeah. Spent the weekend playing Super Mario World and Sim City, and like <laughs> it was the greatest weekend ever in my life. Like when I try to go back and replicate my my youth, that's what I shoot for. When I got the it's so funny when I got the uh, when when Mario Kart came out on the on the Wii U, yeah. I took off from work the Friday. I was married at the time, came home from work Thursday, kissed Tony goodnight, went upstairs, went to bed, woke up at 1130, went back downstairs at 1130. She was still awake. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy Mario Kart now. <laughs> Bought it, downloaded it, finally got a downloader on four o'clock in the morning and started playing at four o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh my God. And like,
0: it was, you know, but, but that whole weekend I spent playing that and it was like, yep. it took me back to being this kid playing Super Nintendo at, at 15 years old. So it was such a, such a special time, I think. Now,
1: let me ask you, because the Genesis was out at that time, right?
0: Dude, would you stop? Do you really think that would have had any competition?
1: <laughs> like, what, what did the kids in the school say? Like, there must have been, like, a Genesis crowd.
0: There was. It was very small. Because um, they of, were, like, perfect arcade ports. like Pretty much. They were pretty close. They were as close to arcade ports as you can get. Because yeah. that was the difference. Like, when I was a kid, compared to kids today, when I was a kid, arcades were kind of like the theatrical release. Yeah. And then home console was kind of like the VHS. Edition.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so you, that makes
0: sense. You know, that's the way we viewed it. So you would go to the arcade to play like Street Fighter, the true version of Street Fighter, and then come home and play the other version and, you know, so on and so forth. But that was the era that the games were actually starting to look and play better. Mm hmm. Um, and so, like, I remember, like, when NBA Jam came out, and, and there was a, an actual, actually an absolute distinct difference between the games. They mm-hmm. both were trying to have exclusives, so Nintendo said, like, if the game is on another console, we don't want it. So, like, that's why when you play, like, Lion King, there's two versions of Lion King, there's two oh, versions of true. Aladdin, because they both had their exclusive versions. The Nintendo versions, in my mind, were always better. Than the Sega ones, mm-hmm. but Sega was always on the cutting edge. Like I remember uh, Joe Montana talking football, where it was had, actually had like play by play building into yep. it and stuff. So that was big. Yeah, that was huge. So the only one that I knew of my friends that had a soup or a, a Sega Genesis was my best friend. His cousin, mm-hmm. his cousin got everything. So oh. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> one of those, what, literally everything, like he got the big GI Joe aircraft carrier and stuff like think thing was like the size of a football field and he got one and like so this kid always got everything and so he got it but like all my friends we just all because the NES was so or yeah the NES was so integral to what we knew with gaming none of us wanted yeah. a Sega Genesis at all yeah. so
1: cuz i my household was a genesis and then a ps1 household I was too young to even have a word in. Yeah. Because when I got the Wii, I got a bunch of crap from my friends. Because why didn't you get a 360? Because at the time, like, Gears of War was out. And that game still looks good. Yeah. So it's like, why would you want a Wii? Like, that's kind of when, like, the console divide started. The Wii, like, made Nintendo, like, a joke pretty much. It sold great. Yeah. But, like, why would you get a Wii if there's, like, a powerful 360? So that's the only reason why I ask.
0: Well, because money, man. That was... I feel like the 360 PS3 era, the money was so different.
1: The Wii was 200 when it came out?
0: Yeah. It was or $249? No, it was 200 there. It was 200 bucks. Yeah. The, but the Xbox and the PlayStation 3 were like 600 bucks.
1: Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, the Xbox dude. was crazy. Yeah. And looking back now, 360 is probably the worst console ever built. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. retro, we'll get into the next topic, but there's not a lot of retro stores that even sell it. Yeah. Not a lot of places that even sell it well, anymore. because
0: number one, you had the, the Red Ring of Death, where a lot yeah. of those consoles were just bad and broke. Um, I mean, that's neither here nor there. But the thing is, for me, when I look at this and I go, you know, for me, it was a no brainer. I didn't get yeah. a Genesis until like almost the end of the, uh, the the that life cycle. You know, like I did go back because I wanted to play some games that were hitting on the Genesis. Just like Sonic at that point was like Sonic Two, I think I wanted to try it. That's yeah. just like, oh, this is so bad. Um, <laughs> and you, you know, so there was a lot of stuff like the sports games. I felt like the EA Sports were better on a Genesis. They were. Oh yeah, the better. sports game
1: NHL was great. Like, yeah, so yeah, I they had a lot of. Like good ones. I
0: had them on the on the Super Nintendo, but they just weren't as good for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know what it was. They just looked and played better. On a on a Genesis, so that was the reason why I got one, because I was a yeah. big sports fan. Like I played every sports game that came out and and all that. So, you know, the other thing too, which was right mm-hmm. around the same time, was um, the Neo Geo.
1: That's right. And, that was pricey too. Oh right? my god,
0: it was so expensive, <laughs> man. But that was that was straight up arcade quality games. Exactly. Yeah. And the crazy thing that people don't know is, like, let's say that I was at home and I was playing um, Baseball Stars, right, on the Neo Geo, I could take, like, a memory card to the arcade, plug the memory card into the arcade, and play my save file of Baseball Stars at the arcade. What? And then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I could also, like, rent, like a a rental-type thing, too, with memory cards, go in and, like, pull a game and take it home and play it at home. Oh, Wow. I, I could be wrong with that part of it, but there was a lot of stuff like that that was very, uh, very different. Yeah, lines. like I have,
1: um, I, I love the Wii. I still collect for it, but I have the metal. I have the Metal Slug anthology for the Wii. Like they have a lot of Neo Geo compilations on there, and they're great, man. They're like yeah, Metal Arcade Slug's a good game.
0: Metal yeah. Slug. I bought a lot of those when they came to uh, to Switch. They just they're they're just like they're like a lot of uh, Contra type. It, it feels yep. but it's a better
1: version of SNK, the SNK, Samurai Showdown. There's some good Neo Geo games, but yeah, at yeah. the time it was like impossible to get. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Um, now you got the Wii did like was any other time like big around Christmas for Nintendo for you?
1: For me, like I said, it was it was mainly like um it was mainly like Genesis PS1. I never got a GameCube which I wanted, but at that time it was kind of like nearing the other console generation. Mm-hmm I feel like like this upcoming or next Christmas actually I'll like hold out on a game and like wait till Christmas cuz I'll never get that feeling again cuz whenever I get games I just buy them whenever yeah, I want
0: that's how I am too. Like Maybe this year wait. like I mean I don't I don't celebrate Christmas too much anymore now um but you know like for me it's it's different like I buy stuff all year long. Yeah. So it's just like eh whatever when I, I go, like Black Friday I would just buy and everything.
1: Yeah, I exactly. Like, yeah. I was like,
0: "This time to take advantage." Like, why am I worried about other people? I'm...
1: But no, that that was my only Nintendo Christmas. That's funny, to be honest. That's funny. We oui.
0: um, okay. What's the uh, what's your what's your final topic over there?
1: Okay, this one I think you'll have some insight on this one, <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you uh, just a random one: uh, the future of vintage video game shops. There's probably about a dozen within like fifty miles of me. Um, and I would say like one or two of them are good. And, you know, a couple of years ago, even like a year ago, people were starting to say like, oh, you'll see, you'll see them start disappearing. Um, but I, w- I kind of wanted to ask you like, what do you see the future of, you know, retro game stores? Because not even like the big players like GameStop or anything can really capitalize on vintage games. Like they don't have it down yet. Like no. Best Buy will never do it. No. So In your opinion, what what do you think the future is of uh, retro game stores?
0: I think that if you – if obviously, I think it all depends on how well the retro video game store handles their inventory, handles their prices. So I, I go to Next Level, which is a friend of mine, Nick Militia. Yep. I go to his store quite often, and he has two things, great selection, great pricing. He's priced to move. He's not priced to sit on stuff. Exactly. I feel like when you go to these stores and everything's really high priced, it's those are the stores that I think are gonna are gonna cripple themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that if you get stuff that it's priced reasonably and it's priced to move, you, you'll see some stuff happen. Um, but I think that's the the the, the catch twenty two we're in. Um, but I think as long as there are NESs, Super Nintendos, and, and Dreamcasts out there. There's always going to be a need for a retro store. Now, I yes. know that um, we've seen GameStop starting to kind of lean into that a little bit. Uh, I think this, this just this weekend, we started to see GameStop stores going out of business. Mm-hmm. But the new stores are getting like a retro area where you can go in and play old school games. Yeah, it's like really, a lounge. It's like a lounge almost on them now. Uh, and that's like, it's it's crazy because when I go to Nick's store, Nick has like a little lounge area where you can play old school games and stuff. And you can play the Super Nintendo or the NES and stuff. He has it set up so you can jump in and do that stuff if you so choose to. Um, but, so it, it's weird that they're taking a little bit from the retro stores to some degree. Yeah i it's harder to me because we talked about this last week, like what does the future like twenty years from now, what's retro games look like?
1: That looks like a weird cloud like I think consoles are gonna start selling based on the digital library, which is nuts to me, but I was reading an article came out this past year. eBay reported different like sales like trends and stuff like that. The N sixty four market has seen a two hundred percent increase this past year.
0: Yeah.
1: And we start we start like, you know, you start doing the math on the ages and like you start seeing like maybe like the the people that were playing N sixty four are now like twenties and thirties, they have like disposable income. There's always gonna be a market for nostalgia. And I think GameStop, it's too little too late for them. I I think personally. They should have been capitalizing on this before. Absolutely. But the the retro game I was talking about the one that I said was good they know the current trends of gaming like they're going out ordering limited run games like stuff that some retro places don't do or don't like take advantage of so I think that there will be always a market for that but like you said you they can't sit on stuff they can't have like a mega man in glass for years yeah. like they just need to get it in get out get new inventory I'm sure people are always going to a store selling something it's just there. there's a level in quality, obviously, in retro game stores. But I don't really see them going away, especially in the future.
0: No. And, you know, the thing is, is, like, I know that, like, Jamzy, Jamzy has the whole Wii U collection, right? Yep. And I was talking to him, and he was saying that Nick had told him, because he was like, what's next? Jamzy was just like, I don't know what's next. And he was talking to Nick, and Nick said to him, he said... N64 is becoming the next big thing because there's not as many games and mm-hmm. there wasn't many hard-to-get games. Like, when yeah. you go to the NES, there's a lot of games that are, like, super hard to get.
1: It's like $2 or 2000
0: Yeah. You're not going it, to – it's so hard to complete that collection. Yeah. and. If you're going to collect, you want to collect because you want to complete that collection. N64 is not that difficult because I think there was only like 300 games in the in the library yes. total. And there wasn't any of these really super hard exclusives to get. Uh, where, you know, with the NES you have uh, like Little Samson. Little Samson is mm-hmm. like a $900 game. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And I actually saw it because Nick got two of them in a couple weeks wow. ago, like about a month ago. Got two of them in, and I'm like, so I got to look at it and hold it, and, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, this game goes for 900 bucks. He's like, yeah, man.
1: It's a pretty fun game, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you even look at, like, uh, even the Super Nintendo. You had that whole Earthbound situation where those games are impossible to get, and they're super high-priced. Yeah. So that's why N64 is kind of taken off where it mm-hmm. is now. But when you look back, right, when you look back at things and you go, It's so much easier to jump into a retro library back then because everything works. I'm curious what the future is, and I wonder, like, I think that where the cutoff of retro is now, like, you might get some Wii U stuff that might become a retro type thing. Like, I think the Wii U is going to, at one day, turn into, like, the Dreamcast.
1: Yeah, I think Jams is sitting on a little goldmine right there. I
0: think so, too. Because I think one day, people are going to look back at the Wii U and go, man, this is such... There were so many good, great games on this console. But it was just... Because of that gamepad, it had this stigma, and it hurt that console. So, I just think that Nintendo... Or I think that retro gaming will probably stop. That'll probably be the last great one. Like, I think when the Switch is done... I don't know that there'll be a lot of retro for that because we like, we talked about updates mm-hmm. and there are certain games that just won't work because of that. So how do you turn around? Like if you, let's put it this way. If, if I walked into a store and I was like, Hey man, I want, I want earthbound on the SNES. And you're like, Hey man, it's $500, <laughs> but there's an opportunity. that might not work. Might not be able to play it. Yeah it's not that value of $500 isn't there no more, you know?
1: No, I, it, you're right. It's going to end. I think the Wii U is the last like retro Nintendo console because I'm not going to buy a switch. I've seen personally how the switch is made. <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's not really a, for the long term type console. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think complete and box collecting is like the new thing now, but I think nostalgia is going to run out even on the Wii U. Cause like, the NES now is, like, diving. Like, the, the prices are going away on that. So, mm. so obviously, you know, the N64 is, like, the big thing now. In a few mm. years, the Wii will be big. And, like, then it will be Wii U or GameCube. So, I don't I see some stores surviving, especially if GameStop goes out. Because yeah. then where are you going to get physical? Because they still sell Wii, Xbox 360 games. Yeah. So, it becomes, you know, where are you going to buy it? And eBay is, like, full of scalpers and stuff like that. So, the good ones will survive, but yeah. yeah, I think we're living in the modern age right now. I, I think, think the I Switch think, is going to be collectible.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna, I think we're hitting the, the end of that retro type thing, um, and I really believe that like kids that are born now will never experience what we experienced going into retro game stores. Like that is going to be a thing of the past, yeah. and they won't get what it was like they won't understand what it was it's almost like when i was a kid and i would go into a comic book shop right and i look at the, like the new and the shiny stuff and my dad be looking at the walls at the 50 60 comics because he remembers reading those when he was a kid yeah and he would be like hey man you want to get one of these and i'm like nah, i don't want that it looks bad yeah. it's horrible smells but you know it's just not good <laughs> you know and then like he would buy stuff anyway to make me to make me go read they're like yeah check it out just check it out and the book like they weren't great storylines and they like they're decent stories but it wasn't like what i was reading at the time and i feel like that's a very similar thing Like you're going to hit a point where kids are just like what's the point of going back and playing mario
1: yeah like i, I mean play. even myself i would rather play an nes classic a thousand times over than like going to get an nes and i know that might hurt your soul a little bit
0: but like no because that's... i know it's expensive
1: Yeah, that's – I mean the Super Nintendo Classic I think is perfect. Like if I have that little itch to play those kind of games, I'll plug that in. So I think – I mean I'm starting like thinking this way. So I can't even imagine the future, the digital millennial little kids.
0: Well, (laughs) the other problem too, Pat, that that I don't think we're even taking into consideration is one of the other reasons why you don't want to do that is, dude, if you buy an NES, right, how do you play it? Because it doesn't hook to our TVs. It's rare yeah. that you find an HDTV that you can actually plug in and work to read the That's signal true. for an for a NES. You know, yeah. you have to have a, a CRT TV. So it's. A, I mean, I'm a
1: weirdo who still does and still watches VHS, but I'm not. I'm not the majority. Of yeah, but that.
0: you're. But you're also tail end. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> like you're, you're also that kind of like cutoff age where. Yeah. Generations that are coming after you, like, I don't see your brother doing that stuff, your little brother. Like, I think he's done. Like, that's the cutoff. Like, that's over. Like, that generation, I don't see them. Like, the kids that are playing Fortnite right now, like, imagine that, right? Imagine this. Imagine spending all your childhood, right? Playing a game like Fortnite.
1: You're making me sad. I know where this is going.
0: And (laughs) then 20 years from now, you can never play Fortnite again.
1: That's it. The servers are done.
0: Yeah. It's like, wow. this is a game that is, that revolution, in, in theory, is going to revolutionize and go down as one of the greatest revolutionary games of our time period in, in gaming. And people, 20 years from now, will never be able to play that game. It's wow. nuts.
1: Wow. That's, they're going to have to find, I you mean, can't even make like a classic version of that either. It I mean, think about it.
0: No, because you got to have people online. And think about yeah. it. Like, we can't even go back and play chapter one yeah chapter one's done and i that map that that world that has so much nostalgia mm-hmm. to it like you know what i mean like where you know where you drop in a lot of people went to tilt the tower like and even as time went on and they changed that map over time it was like there was areas that you would never go back so it's like it's this weird moment this weird thing that like yeah. online and dude even like splatoon like as much as we love splatoon
1: I was just like, going to say that. Yeah, the first Splatoon is pointless. Yeah, like, you go, you even.
0: I think Jamsy, he did a video one time, I think, where he was trying to go back and play some of the old stuff. Yeah, was, who's
1: still online in the EU, yeah. yeah.
0: And he went back, and he was playing, he went on, he got one, I think he got one match of Splatoon. Yeah. Like, he sat there for a while waiting for the lobby to fill up. It's crazy. It's so just crazy.
1: I think retro game stores, I mean, I don't want to be, like, a downer, but I think, like, they have, like, another at least 10 years minimum. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to start getting cloudy after that. There's going to be people that have nostalgia, like, forever. Yeah. But as soon as that age gets up, then, you know, you can't really sell nostalgia at that point. Like, NES, like I was saying before, the market is tanking almost. Because, like, the people that were playing it are now, like, older and don't want to, you know, don't want to go back to it. So, I mean, But for question. now, there's no nowhere no to go. I Let
0: me mean, ask you a question, since we're kind of on this. Um, I I mentioned it earlier, GameStop, some of the stores are starting to go out of business. Um, And I've been been going into some message boards and I'm really, uh, for lack of a better term, pissed off at people that are actually cheering for the demise of this company. I mean, what's your take on GameStop? What's, What's your feeling on it?
1: I love GameStop. I'll shoot. I'll shout from the roofs that I like GameStop. I I pretty much shop there unless there's a game that's not there and it's at Best Buy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a significant impact when GameStop goes away because the whole trade-in market. Of course, GameStop doesn't want your NBA, two K, ten. Like yeah. you're not gonna get twenty bucks for that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest like gap between people they don't understand value like if you're trying to get rid of the game chances are other people are trying so why would gamestop you know pay a premium um i like gamestop i think they do a great job uh the option to buy used stuff i know it's at some other places like i think walmart does use games stuff like that but it's there's going to be a significant impact man and like there's like gamestop exclusive games so I, I would definitely not cheer for a company. I would never cheer for a company to go out of business. That's yeah. a lot of jobs. That's a lot of... But I don't know. You're going to see other companies like Best Buy and stuff in like, Amazon take advantage of the fact because they're pretty much price matching GameStop to put them out of business. Yeah. But when they're gone, what's the point? They don't need to anymore. So I'm definitely not rooting for them to
0: go. Yeah, I, I am under the mindset that this is a good thing for them to do. Um, I said this a few months back that you know when when you go to a GameStop there's typically two another two GameStops within a 5 mile radius of where you're at
1: yeah they need to so consultate. they so
0: what I would prefer to see them do and I think that's what they're doing is take the blessed the best employees and put them in the best store yeah and I think my understanding that's what's happening at my like there's literally like I got two I got I got one mall that has two GameStops in the mall. Like, what sense does that make? Why do you have two GameStops in the mall? One on the upstairs, and one on the downstairs. Makes no sense. And then, literally, outside the mall, across the street, in the Best Buy complex, is another GameStop. So there's three GameStops within a one-mile vicinity of each other. Um, Wow. I think stuff like that is just silliness. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. So to see, like them shut down one or two stores in that area makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, why would you Why would you do all, like, and it, me locally in my town here, there's one on the outside of the mall down the street, and there's one inside the mall. And they're both, the one on the outside down the street is actually the better of the two, but mm-hmm. my understanding is they're going to probably wind up shutting the mall down and then doing a, a you know, a collaboration, like, of employees, and they're going to, basically set it up, but I personally am okay with him cutting back. I just don't want to see them disappear completely. Yeah. Um, I feel like if we hit a point where GameStop goes out of business, I think it hurts, you know, it, it hurts people, you know, because there's, I don't necessarily go to GameStop for games. I do go to GameStop for other things. Yeah. You know, I go there for quirky, weird things like, you know
1: accessories, yeah, amiibos. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: all kinds of stuff that they have, and they do have some exclusive stuff occasionally that you can't get anywhere else. But for me personally, I would rather go to a GameStop and, and buy the little, you know, accessories or controllers because they get exclusive, you know, they get a lot of exclusive Power 8 controllers that I go there and buy. And um, but as far as games, and I'm not the person that goes and shops use games. That's why I don't really go to GameStop. I yeah. want brand new games for me. I buy all my game from Best Buy and that's just mm-hmm. because of the, the gamers unlocked and the the discount that I get and I get the coupons and then that adds up and I, you know, I'll get 20 bucks off a game because I get a bunch of coupons after buying stuff there. Um, so that's what works best for me. But if I didn't have that option, I probably would shop at GameStop because I used to like to go in there and pre-order like five, six games at a time. I feel like where GameStop hurt themselves though is um, they don't spend the time calling customers <laughs> like they used to. Yeah. You know, when when you pre-order the game, you remember. I remember all the time when a game was pre-ordered, they would call and say, "Hey, you got this game back there." I've pre-ordered games and like they've never called, and it's it's. I weird.
1: did get like a text alert saying like your game is ready. But that was on one game, yeah. and I, I mean, I don't really pre-order a lot of games. Maybe yeah. that was—maybe that's the reason why. But yeah, I just—I don't know. They just miss the market with—with with gamers. They're—they're yeah. they're still in the mindset of all gamers buy Madden and Call of Duty, <laughs> and they're just not—they don't take advantage of that. Um, I don't know. I think they will go away, unfortunately. But yeah. it's not something I'm necessarily rooting for. I do have a lot of memories with GameStop. I still yeah. shop there. Still, I mean, I got the strategy guide, whatever. Yeah. But. It's going to be a sad day. I. It's it's going to mess the market up a bit, too. I
0: think so. I definitely think so. Yeah. So that is all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Nintendo Talk. Episode 108 is now in those ear holes. Uh, be sure to check out everything that Pat is doing on the interwebs. Check him out over on Twitter, at Nintendo Talk. Also, go check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Talk, which... On Monday, Tuesday, he gets exclusive breakouts of this stuff, so if you want to check it out early to hear what we're talking about or you just want to take bite-sized chunks of the show and watch it that way, that's fine, too. Um, so go over there and check that stuff out. You can follow me, Instagram, Twitter, and on Twitch, at Nintendo Gurus. That is all. Uh, peace out, Preston. See ya! Oh, my God.